0: Hi, this is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. My name is Rebecca Muir and this is Christina Dam and we're going to reverse roles today. Um, I'm going to interview her even though she is normally the host in case you haven't seen any episodes yet um, because today we're going to be talking about how to take action even when it's hard or how to take action toward your dreams even when it's hard and she's really good at this and I feel like there are more people in the world that are that struggle with this than are innately good at it. And I'm one of the people that struggles with it. <laughs> so this is why I've never been able to I like I couldn't do a podcast on this just myself. But I'm here to to get all of Christina's secrets on this. So welcome back, Christina, to your own podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. No. I mean, I don't know if it's
0: uh if that I'm really good at it or if I just have hard head. <laughs>
1: Well, um, it's interesting because, well, we could all have hard heads, right? Hard heads to say, oh, I could never do that. Um, But there's something in you that sees possibility. Um, And actually, this is why you and I work well as a team together in like lots of different projects, because I get uptight about the details and I get perfectionistic. And sometimes there, there's. It's not that that's bad all the time. Like it's nice to have a little bit of that, but I can be too much that way. And Mm -hmm. so you and I sometimes are able to find a balance because you are um, able to take chances on things, and as I like to say, like you swing the bat, right? Meanwhile, I'm like standing at the plate, like waiting for the perfect pitch all the time, or like practicing forever and ever and ever until I think I'm gonna finally swing it right. So. Um, what is your, like, if you had one thing to start off and kick off with and say, um, what is it about you that makes you see the world this way that a possibility rather than fear?
0: You know, I think that going through, I I mean, I've been this way even when I was like a kid. Right. You know, so I think that there's there's certain things that characteristics or belief systems that get installed into an individual for whatever reason at, at different times in their life. And it doesn't mean that things can't change. Um, they can. But um, I think that I started reinforcing and I would just try to think about something to do and then never seen a reality that there's that it's not possible. I live from the premise that there's always a way and that anything is possible. And that, you know, and then I had to work through things and, and I'm still working through many things in times that, that say it's not about, um, you don't need to have it, have it right or you don't need to do everything yourself either, right? And so that they're, they're, there's a part, I think, what the paralysis that gets most people that I see in clients and, and people that I know, friends, family members, clients, is that they feel that they need to have all of the answers or have it be perfect in order to take the first step. And, right. you know, but that's the whole thing of life is like, if you can view life as a game, you would never feel in a game that you need to know how to Play it perfectly, like you're playing it to play the game, right? And I don't know, like I, I feel like I'm still a little kid in a way that I look at everything that way from that sense of like wonder and on. I'm like, okay, I'm just playing a game, you know? Maybe I become good at it, maybe I don't, maybe I learn something interesting. But it's not. There's also you can't look at that the results have to be a certain way, right? Because that's the other thing that I think that people have that one they feel that it needs to be perfect. But then the flip side of that is that there's an attachment to um, how the outcome should be. Right. And there's attachment to an outcome in general. There should never be an attachment to an outcome because at the end of the day, it's about the process of doing it. It's not about what the results are. It either works or it doesn't work or it's anything in a million options in between, but If you're playing the game of life or playing that activity, like, you know, like if you can take like somebody like, let's say, uh, you know, we have a lot of creatives and stuff, whether it's singer songwriters or, or, or painters or artists or filmmakers or whatnot, you know, based out of Los Angeles, you know, like, let's take like somebody that like, I don't know, they want to develop a show or a screenplay or something like that. If they get so attached it has to be perfect and this thing, they might not even start. But if they just enjoy getting lost in the world of that character development and creating and writing that story and sitting down and, you know, sipping on tea or coffee or wine and, and having candlelit and, and just doing it. If you love what you do in the moment that you do it, does it matter If that ever got turned into a movie or not, does it matter if it ever, you know, if you had this beautiful experience to get there, you know, and then you're learning and growing. And I think the biggest thing that people that I see that do things is they have a thirst for just growth.
1: And experience. They want to experience it. They want to live. They want to live moment to moment in that energy, no matter what. Yeah. yeah that's that's so powerful because i'm exactly the person that you that, like the example that you gave about like the film or the the record has to be like this the song has to be like this like i uh, i used to be such a disaster with that kind of stuff. Um, Cause I, you know, for anybody that hasn't met me before I was a musician or am a musician still but was a professional musician for a really long time. Um, and so I would always get in my own way, right? And I wouldn't start projects or I would be sometimes difficult to work with because I was so rigid about how it had to be. Um, and so that's super powerful, and um I'm really curious what your opinion is because you said that since you were a kid, you were always like this like you do you think you, you this is an innate um like a gift that you were born with, like having the personality type or the soul imprint or just being the type of person that sees the world this way it's like one of your part of your magic or part of your gift i I do think that you know like everybody. Like I said, it, you're
0: you, you're you have different experiences that shape you, but then there can be changes to that shaping that go on. Because I've seen people that have been like you said, you know, you've become a lot less rigid and you just start taking more hits and swings instead of waiting for the perfect pitch. Right. And so everything is fluid and it doesn't mean like, you know, like we all have hurdles in life. It's part of like at least within my belief system is that mm-hmm. if you're if you're not growing and experiencing and creating and, and rubbing against friction in your life, you're not moving. Like mm-hmm. motion is friction, right? There has to be friction for the tires to go to move you forward in a freaking car or anything. And so if you're gonna move forward in life, you're going to face friction. And I think that there's like this, this, this type of like belief system that everything has to be perfect and the design <laughs> to be perfect. I think I, I, like you'd be so bored with life if everything was just like c- completely easy and it wouldn't push you forward. So I, even if I can say, okay, yeah, I dreamed big and I tried different things. It doesn't mean that maybe I had my own other hurdles that, you know, cause each thing needs to be a recipe for creating what quote unquote different people achieve as success or accomplishments. Right. Um, So, you know, I can't just swing, 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 swing. swing, And then like, maybe I have this other huge issue that prevents me from ever ever receiving or ever running. Right. It's like, Oh yeah. If I just swing, Mm -hmm. but do I ever get the first base? Do I ever get to home? You know, like, how, how am I in those other areas? And so I do think that I was born with this, like, or like my inhabitant of experience, whether, you know, born, whatever, but the course of, uh, I grew up in a family that I was the youngest of six, and my parents were kind of checked out. My dad worked second shift, and my two sisters above me weren't, um, were kind of mean and not really involved in my life. So I was, uh, you know, just kind of raised myself in a way you know I was just like okay I lived in middle of nowhere with uh surrounded by farmland and uh we had a barn in the back and if like I just had to figure out ways to entertain myself and and I constantly dreamed you know I remember taking this this pallet one time that I found out like up the street at this like like a, like warehouse area thingamabobber. And then I went to the gas station and I found old empty milk jugs and things like that. And I put it underneath. Cause I was like, maybe this, these float in water. So if I can put a whole bunch of these underneath this, uh, this, uh, a pallet, maybe I can make a raft to go in the lake behind our house. And, you know, like, it would just be like, how do you think about doing something? You know, it's like, we don't have a boat. I want to go out in the middle of the thing. It would be cool to explore. And okay, well, these float, this does this, let's put it together. If it doesn't work, who cares? You know, but that's, that's how I lived as a kid. I built a skateboard ramp in the backyard because I used to always skateboard. And I took all this like old lumber and I designed like a quarter pipe when I was 12 years old in the backyard so I could skateboard down and go over jumps. You know, it was just like what you you know, when you think outside of the box, I think it's a it's it's a muscle. And the more you think outside Mm. of the box, the more and then the more you realize that every time you do that, you figure out solutions to your own problems. And then you realize that there's never a solution that doesn't have, or there's never a problem that doesn't have a solution. Right. There's never a problem that doesn't have a solution. And it might take you a while to get there. You might need to bring in other people to help and assist with that, but you can figure it out. And That, you work that muscle, you work that muscle, you work that muscle, and then that becomes so strong that you never even think about
1: not, you know. That's so powerful, and, like... That's so for me, being somebody that struggles with all the things that you that you've either innately good with and also have worked on to reinforce. Right. So because obviously you've spent a lot of time like you're in the industry of self-help. So we all start with ourselves. Right. Like. um, But yeah, I mean. Like for me, I have to remind myself about the solution. And I know we've had a lot of conversations, even at Liberate in the past being like, I won't, I'll forget there is always a solution. Like, I'll forget that. And I have to like, you know, that's one of my things. I'm like, oh yeah, like solution focused, solution focused. What is the possibility or what are the possibilities or what are the creative solutions that we could have for this and that? So um, yeah, yeah, that's a really powerful way to think. It, it is, but it's
0: also like, you know, understanding and looking at like the way that you're more naturally is the way that I need to start to learn more too, right? You know, this isn't about one being better than the other, like details and being focused on really perfecting something is, is deep diving into something it's, it's understanding it on a level that is more advanced than most and also creates, that's where mastery comes from. Right. It, we need, you know, we, we need, need a balance. We need a balance, you know, and, and it's like, okay, yeah. If you just keep on swinging at things and randomly, yeah, you might hit some balls in the park, but if you like really want to focus on, like, I want to learn to master how to hit in that direction and go right there and know, you know, that takes focus. It takes discipline. It takes, um stillness and it takes time right and that's probably one of my biggest like uh deficits that I'm learning especially as we're opening like this new location right now is that you know in the past (laughs) I sometimes you know would jump in maybe a little bit too fast without thinking or planning anything and then you're a lot of times left cleaning up the messes, right? You know, you need to yeah. jump and jumping is good, but sometimes if you jump without a little bit of aim, you could be, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I don't know. You've been there and done that with me. So you understand. Um, and I just looking back, I don't know if it's growing older or if it's, if it's learning my lessons, but it's a, uh, there could be, all of the things that I've done could have been done even it could have been even that much better had it taken a moment to pause and then move forward.
1: I hear what you're saying, but I also just find so much value in the fact that you started because you started where you were, right. And you started with what you knew. And so I just see myself and so many other people that I know, especially creatives and artists, right? um, That get stalled and stuck. Um, We wanna wait until everything is perfect before we start. And so then we don't start. Um, So even though I know you're like in a perfect world, like maybe I would have waited and give, or or maybe I would have like aimed a little bit more like, so this is like the next piece of this conversation that I wanna talk about is like this sort of inherent, like messiness in sometimes taking these action steps, right? Because if you clicked on this episode, so we will probably title it like how to take action steps toward your dreams even when it's hard It'll be titled something like that right so yeah. because even when it's hard so like it's so uncomfortable like to do something that you feel like you can't fully see the outcome or even if you can see the outcome you're not sure if you can you're not sure if you can do it as perfect as you want to in your mind right and so I'll, I'll always remember actually at the last Liberate, Liberate Hollywood, Mastin Kipp came to teach um, and he was talking about, you've got to be uncomfortable. You've got to be uncomfortable. You've got to be uncomfortable because like, if you think you're going to gonna work towards some kind of dream or work towards some kind of goal and that you're going to have it all figured out before you start, like you, you'll never start. And so and then this is the kind of thing like I hear him say that and I'm like, oh yeah, that really resonates. And then I like immediately forget everything he says and go back to my like asleep state of perfectionism that's so subconscious. Yeah um because a lot of these programs like you know you're a hypnotherapist right so they run subconsciously so you get like your subconscious mind will like sabotage you before you even start and you don't you don't even realize you're asleep so you have to kind of like i have to kind of work at it and keep reminding myself of these things but you know he talked a lot about um The school systems that we're raised in, and how Mm -hmm. in like, you know, kindergarten or elementary, even high school, and even university, it's not like the real world. So, we're given a textbook and we're told to study and memorize things, and then we're given a test and we're given all of the information before we start. And we're supposed to like just memorize what it is and write it down, and it's either right or it's wrong. and life is not like that at all. You actually have like none of the information a lot of the time before you start. Oh yeah, and also like if you, um... Like you have to get almost everything right in order to pass. And like in real life, what's like the fail rate of entrepreneurs and like, you know, artists and it's like how many projects or how many rejections or like things that you start, mm-hmm. it's like almost all of them like don't work out. And you're like lucky you can it's considered like a super high success rate, even if you, you get like a five or 10% success rate as an entrepreneur yeah. or like as yeah. an artist. So that's n- like 90% considered of like- businesses fail within the first three years. So right. So 90% like that would be- <laughs> versus 90%. And we think in our minds, we have to get 90% of things right in order to get an A right and so like think about how weird that is is like the systems that we're raised in i think at least in the west or like the colonial systems that we're raised in a lot of the time like we have think we have to fit into this but it's just um it's such a different way of operating than we realize and i think a lot of us and myself included have been super asleep to that so yeah i'd love to hear more of your thoughts on that in particular too and if you think that um like our culture has a way of keeping us or just the the comparisons or the perfectionism in our culture has a way of like sabotaging us.
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, I think that the whole, the whole way society, it, it, you know what it is is that we really live in a society that operates on fear. And in that, you know, this, this fear and negative of what can go wrong, you're bombarded, right? You turn on the news and it's all these what negative news wrong. articles. It's a, it's things that are happening that, you know, people are scared of this, scared of that, scared of the possibility of what could happen or what's of this. And they look at, they look at everything first from the negative and then try to merge the positive into that, you know, after it's like, first, let's look at everything that could go wrong. And then let's now try to see it as hopeful and in the possibilities and work through it. Well, that's like trying to train a dog with just yelling and negative reinforcement. You know, everybody knows that, well, not everybody, but a lot of people know that reward works way better for conditioning of the mind than animal behavior and animal training then punishment works right but we almost are starting from a punishment society then 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 we're trying to find the reward in it
1: right and it's like we're trying to be good enough not yeah. just trying to succeed but like just trying to be okay. Try to be good enough trying to make yeah. sure that, that we get
0: somebody else's approval or that we, we don't do something that's going to upset somebody. How many times do people do that? Like I'm going to do this because it's not going to upset them or it's not going to, it's like this interesting mindset. And then you talk about the school systems and the different things and society, like, yes, a hundred percent agree with you on all of that. So we're set up with this position and and it's not teaching somebody to dream and to trust and i think that Mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing is that there's a lack of self-trust that is happening over and over again because if you truly trust in yourself and you let go of all of the meaning making machine that you mean about like it, it you know if i did this and it didn't work out that means i'm a failure or this or that or i can't face people or if you're needing it to go a certain way and the outcome to be this ripple effect to lead to the certain outcome, or you're fearful that this incident or that could happen along the way. What are you really saying? You're really saying that you don't trust that you can figure it out while you go through it. You're really saying that you can't trust yourself to learn as you go. Yeah. And if we step back and we step back into ourselves and we stop taking ourselves so seriously and we know that we started out not knowing how to speak some people speak many different languages they walk they talk they they ride they play all these skills like at a different point in your life at everybody's point in their life it was okay for you to learn and grow when you trusted yourself that if you put yourself into a classroom or a course or whatever That you didn't need to know all the answers and that you could figure it out and you could learn and that you believed that with effort and energy and, you know, time, you would learn and you would grow and you would trust that you could do something. That's the biggest thing that's missing is that went away. And I don't know where And you know, I feel that the more that there's fear, the more that that is, you know? I don't trust that I can be healthy. I don't trust that I can do this. I don't trust that I can figure out a solution. I don't trust that I'm going to be okay. If um, I don't live here, I don't work at that job. Or if I don't, um, if I don't have that relationship, that's what's running the show. Yeah. And that's taking up 90% or more of the energy that that prevents people from taking those leaps. I don't trust that if I don't have this regular paycheck that I'm going to be able to pay my bills. It, it boggles me sometimes because it'll be like people that like for 50 years of their life, they've always been able to trust in their self. You're the one person you, each person is the one person you can count on and bet on as you.
1: Yeah. How we
0: know ourselves better than anyone. Why are, why isn't people betting on their self? You know, There's not a person that's listening to this that hasn't went through a massive heartbreak, maybe experienced death, um, uh, had something and a massive betrayal happen, had to figure out and pivot in their life in some way, shape or form financially, had to go to the ends of not knowing how they were going to pay one bill and rob Peter to pay Paul. Anything has happened to everybody. And guess what? You did it. You made it through. You're sitting here listening to this.
1: Like, if you could do it, like big, imperfectly, could... yeah, <laughs> imperfectly. Oh, oh see, looks we're see? getting a little. Uh, that was not a perfect thing to happen on a podcast. Actually, yeah. can we see what is it? Say? Can you read that? Because it looks like it says "dream big," which is sort of hilarious. Because this is about yeah. how to take action steps. Yeah, <laughs> it, says, it, says, it says "dream big." Use
0: kind words. Say "I love you." Laugh, giggle, be silly, share, say please and thank you. Be grateful. Keep your promise. Help others don't whine take a moment to breathe try new things keep calm and carry on laugh out loud awesome yeah so on the top.
1: <laughs> no i love that and it's it's so that's that's a reminder for anybody that's listening to the audio of this so there was a sign hanging behind christina's head that just like flew off the wall <laughs> like and it fell <laughs> um yeah and it said all those lovely things on it um but I love the try new things. And so a lot of what you're saying too, sounds like it has to do with basically like you saying, people don't trust themselves. One of the things that comes up a lot um, in our industry is the feeling of safety, like feeling unsafe, like people feeling unsafe, I think, to take action on some level, even if they don't realize that they feel unsafe. So they don't trust themselves um, slash they don't feel like, they don't feel like something is safe or it's unknown. Like yeah. they don't know what it's going to be. So, um, which is, you know, really, for somebody, it's, it's, yeah. no, no, it's, 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 it's ironic that I see this a lot
0: that people get like this, they get worse, the older they get, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, more trauma, <laughs> well, yeah, more trauma, more, pain, more d- disappointment, but sure. But But when you think about it, how much more do you know? How much more life experience do you have? How much more resources and connections do you have at your disposal? But, you know, when you didn't have anything but to move forward and not know the unknown because you didn't have life experience, you were more courageous as a kid or a young adult or, you know, and and you would take risks. And I yeah. feel that the somehow people in their mind feel that the older they get, the risks are greater when actually the likelihood of it not working out is actually less. So you're actually less risky if you take risks older in life because you have more wisdom, time, knowledge, resources, um, you know, yeah,
1: it, experience space. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so so let's say I'm client, right? I'm the client, or I'm just someone listening to this who has big dreams. Um, I have a big dream and I just I I keep getting older and I keep getting older and I, I'm worried that I'm getting older and I never I always thought I would do it. I always thought I would have done it by now. And so um what would be like a, a good starting point or if there's like a a step that a step you could ask me or someone like me to take to begin to um work to to begin to start to begin to shift out of like my sort of avoidance state like i'm a we'll say i'm avoiding or i'm just waiting i think i'll be more prepared later i think i'll do it tomorrow i think Once I have enough money, I'll do it once I have, once I lose the weight, I'll do it once, you know, blah, 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 right. A million excuses, Mm -hmm. or maybe when things, maybe when the economy improves, I'll do it. Or maybe when I finally have that partner, I'll do it. Right. So like, what would you say to me? I'm not moving towards my dreams. I'm just sitting here making excuses, but I'm not even aware I'm doing it. It's like super subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. My nervous system is doing it for me because I don't feel safe. So i just am like distracting him. myself and i'm just i'm like okay well in the meantime i guess i'll just go have a glass of wine or i'll make something to eat or i'll do whatever right but yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll start that tomorrow i'll start that diet I'll stay tomorrow. comfortable, I'll I'm, gonna stay comfortable. Th- I'm gonna stay comfortable i'm gonna stay safe my nervous system or my my lizard brain is ha- trying to help me to stay safe and not be um, not be exposed to discomfort or potential peril, right? So mm-hmm. that's all going on. And it's totally subconscious most of the time. And yeah. periodically I get frustrated because I realize it's going on and I wake up for two seconds and then I go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, you
0: know, one of the biggest ways that people naturally change is when the pain of staying the same is worse than the pain of the unknown. Right. So it depends. You know, there's a couple different ways to go about, you know, one of the easiest ways is I think everybody knows one thing they can do if they're really true to their self and honest with their self that would make a step forward whether it's sending a certain email to a connection that they once knew, whether it's asking somebody for help or support, whether it's, you know, signing up for some kind of class or certification, whether it's redoing their resume so they can apply, whether it's signing up at a gym or, or booking a personal training session or, you know, whatever the case is, there's one thing that has been sitting there that, you know, we're not stupid. You know, we know what, could be the possibility of pushing us forward and it might not be the whole key but it's part of the key and you say if not now when and why not now right it should be the second question and you know so in so with that being said it's just take that step one of the easiest ways to help somebody take that step is because they often make it so big in their mind that it becomes unmanageable. Yeah. Is you yeah. do you do a process called chunking down, right? You say, okay, well, what does that really involve, right? So let's say if somebody's like wants to write a book, okay, that two hundred some pages might seem really intense, right? What does that really involve, okay? Well, it involves figuring out what my 12 chapters are going to be or 10 chapters and this, that, and all the topics and that. Okay, well, what does that involve? Okay, well, then that involves figuring out kind of the outline and this. And then, well, what does that involve? Well, what if we just started with one chapter? What if we just started with one step, right? And then when you really get smaller, what is it? Is it taking a pen and writing some words? Is it taking your oh, fingers yeah, and, yeah. and touching some buttons on a keyboard? Because is, is that really complicated? Is sitting and putting some fingers on some keys. And when you allow yourself to move it to the smallest module of something as simple as taking your finger and pressing a button over and over again, you realize it's not hard. Nothing in your life is really that hard. I mean, maybe if you're like really pushing your body to the extreme and becoming a a professional athlete or like training for a marathon or something like that. Yeah, maybe physically that's going to be a little taxing on your body. But I'd say 99% of the shit that people want to do does not involve too much difficulty. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. It's not like actual backflips, or it, it, it's it's
0: yeah. it's literally when you break it down and you see the simplicity in just taking the first little step, you realize maybe you can begin that. You're not so overwhelmed if you have, you know, I mean, I've even been guilty of this. Everybody has it different times. If you have like, if you let your laundry build up and you have 10 loads of laundry to do or something like that, it seems like it's so freaking co- like, oh, my God, so much laundry. I just can't you know, avoid it and close it in my closet. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what are you really doing? You might be sorting the colors from the whites and then you're plopping them in a machine, pouring some detergent and pressing a button. Like, is that really hard? (laughs) Like, I mean, I I want people to really get this, like, I'm not diminishing anybody's goals or what they're wanting to achieve. And, and, you know, I think that that, that I want to really emphasize that, but the process, the steps I guarantee are not difficult. And yeah, when you yeah. see it as such, you start to allow yourself to take action. So that would be one step. Chunk it down, see what's actually there, and just do those little baby steps. Don't look at the whole thing. If you just keep on looking then you have to write 200-some pages for a book, you're, you're probably never going to do it. And even if you're so overwhelmed awesome. with the 12 chapters, yeah. one chapter, one paragraph, one thought,
1: Five minutes, five minutes of writing, I'm gonna write for five minutes or whatever it is. And it's, I just wanna go back really quick to, so because there was a powerful first question you asked even before the first step, right? So it was, why not now? And I just didn't wanna like blow over that because, um, or what was it, if not now, when was actually the first question, right? And so like that, if I could remember to ask myself that more often, I I think that would actually help me. and then, um, so if not now, when, and then why not now? So those, if, if we can get into a practice maybe, cause it's gonna be a practice, you will forget for whoever's listening to, if you're like me, you will forget about this. <laughs> you have to get into a practice maybe of reminding yourself about these questions. And then the one, one action step of something that might seem simple, but it's really like pulling a, a thread. It's starting to pull a thread and then it begins to shift something slightly and and things do move. um, They do begin to move from just that one little thing.
0: Well, and then let's think about this in a second, you know, like too. you know, if not now, when this is our life, this is our story. Do you like the way that it's playing out? I mean, we live in this false illusion that we think that we have so much time. And I think one of the, one of the easiest ways to kind of like kind of shake your mindset is to look at it in far, as far as maybe in days, right? You know, like if, if you looked at like the average person, let me double check my math on here, but I, I believe it's about 30,000 days. Um, so, uh, Yeah, so the average person in 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 only lives thirty thousand days. That's it, thirty thousand days. Thirty thousand dollars. You wouldn't think that that's that much money, would you? One dollar a day. You know, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: thirty thousand. It's a number. It seems big, but it also doesn't seem big. And then if you want to say that you're already 20, 30, 40, 50 years into your life, how many days are left? You know? 15,000, 10,000, 5,000 days?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Does it seem like that much? If you knew you only had less than 10,000 days left to, you know? When you look at it from a perspective of saying, "Each day is valuable, each moment of my life is valuable. And I'm here to have a journey and an experience and you're going to make the choice of say, are you just along for the ride? Or are you saying, fuck, yeah, you're going to play it full out. Yeah. You know, and, and are you really playing it full out by delaying what you want to do? This doesn't matter to anybody else. And when you keep on letting everybody else's opinions control The desire for you to do this is all for you. This does not matter to anybody else, but what's the irony of that is you let everybody else's opinions and perspectives prevent you from even doing what it is you want. But if this was your story and you get to shape it and you put yourself back into control and you say, these are my days. You know, did you really like, I mean, a metaphor sometimes used in hypnosis is like, You suit it up. You're here. You're in the skin suit, you know, and are you just going to sit on the sideline and watch everybody play the game? <laughs> you know yeah mm-hmm. it, 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 but that's what we do that's what so many people do They yeah. went to the motion this and that had these dreams inside wish they could fall in love and have this beautiful life wish that they could you know like let their creativity come out have these passions to tell stories or to create things want to really like wonder what it's like to sculpt or to paint or to travel the world or to um, whatever Whatever it is that's important to you, that's a, it's important to you for a reason, and this is your story, you know. So like it's 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 like it's your story, live it, you know. And the, and the, and then if you're sitting there and you're just in the skin suit looking at everybody else playing their life, there's some of you that decide that you're gonna tap, step your toe in, you tap somebody in, you say ref, let me in, or you know, coach, I'm ready, and then you go out there and you're like, like. It's like, are you playing the game? You're on the court, you know, you're in the court. You can, you know, like stop being distracted by everything else. If you're going to do anything, be in the moment of it. And I guarantee you'll experience more love and joy in, in your life. If you just say, if I'm going to eat, I'm going to actually enjoy my meal. If I'm going to watch a movie, if you go to a movie, I mean, maybe a lot of people aren't going to the movies lately, but if you go to a movie theater you put down your phone because you paid to go and you want to have the experience. That's the only place you decided to be for that hour and a half or whatever it is. You set the phone down and you get mad if anybody else talks because you're there for being immersed in the experience.
1: Yeah. If
0: any- Know in life, that should be how you operate it. Because if it's worth having a conversation, if it's worth doing something, if it's worth whatever, and we're all guilty of it. We live with these fucking distraction devices everywhere we go. But the more you can do that more often and say, I'm here to play. And I'm sure any of you, you don't have to be athletes, it can be a board game, it can be anything in life that's a play aspect. When you're fully in it, you enjoy it more. But guess what? You also perform better. Like Rebecca, you're you're, mm-hmm. you're 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 a singer. Like when you're in the zone singing, not giving mm-hmm. a fuck about uh, the audience or anything yeah. else, aren't you just like whoa? Like yeah, doing have some of your best completely,
1: completely. It always takes a minute to shut your brain off, but once once you're singing or once I'm singing, um, I go somewhere else. And so it's so. What are your favorite practices for this? Um, is there a practice like to to try to stay in this mindset? Because I feel like. Um, like you said, it's it's easy to go go asleep, right? So, um, certain practices, like I know you. I mean, you're in a in biz. Actually, let me back up because we are gonna. I want you to tell us what your favorite practices are. But I I feel like for anybody that's listening to this, I didn't give like a huge backstory on Christina. So she, you know, um, has is multi passionate entrepreneur. She has a lot of projects, and she started really young. And and the latest example of someone being somebody who swings the bat is that you know we lost our hollywood shop or she lost her hollywood shop in the pandemic really? and we, we were we're all a family but you know it's your shop um and that was really painful because you put a lot into it right and you swung the bat opening that shop um and then you know like a couple months ago we're talking and you're like should i open a shop in sherman oaks <laughs> or should i open another shop and then like literally within four weeks, the shop was open. (laughs) So like, you're like, um, I think I'm going to go look at spaces. I'm going to look here. I'm going to look there. And then within four weeks, like she's like, it's gotta be in you just, you're like, okay, we're going, I'm going to rent the space. And I don't want to be like throwing money away, renting a space, but not opening it. And like, let's just go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Right. And Mm so we just, went for it and so yeah you are somebody that does take these types of actions and i also want to point out as well that you took all these same types of actions when you opened the hollywood shop as well and you did have a lot we had so much expansion it was so amazing but like it didn't go perfectly there were a lot of curveballs there were a lot of things that you lived through with that experience and you lived through them like you went through it and it didn't stop you and so even though that didn't like you know, ultimately in that particular building, survived, you wound up like creating a new brand and then opening it in another, in another spot. So, um, just really wanted to like shine the spotlight on that for Christina because like she continually is in an expansive state. It's all the time. And so, the practices well, that think... you might use to keep yourself in this state, I'm just really curious. Well,
0: we're all in an expansive state, whether we choose to or not. You know, you can, you, and don't get me wrong for a couple months, I, you know, definitely went through my mourning process and there's a mourning process for everything, right? You know, nobody expects people to not grieve loss, uh, for whatever that is, right? You know, if you really tried hard and you really wanted to make a dream happen, or you put in a lot of, uh, or, a something happens to a family member or a loved one or an animal or a relationship or, uh, you know, whatever you can, you can definitely take that time to mourn, but there's a time period. And then you say, okay, you're, you're going to either let something happen to you, or you can let something happen for you. Right. And you can say, okay, if this is just a game, if this is something that I'm playing, if this is something that I can just learn from, it's you, you, life doesn't stop moving. As long as you're still alive, you are waking up and you're moving forward and you can utilize situations as opportunities for rocket fuel or for suffocation. And so it, it it's a choice. You have a choice every day. And so one of the things is is that you have to get yourself out of your monkey mind and the state. I think that the easiest way and one of the practices that I'm constantly working on in myself is changing you can you you're going to hit certain plateaus in everything you do and if you don't make a change in your behavior, you're probably not going to make a change in your mental state, you know? So I think one of the things that I like to do is I always say it starts with your health. When, you, when you're out of alignment in your life, in your energy, in your whatever, if you're depressed, if you're this or that, most of the time, in my experience, I find that it's your health. So if you can start like shifting and saying, can I start cleansing? Can I start like working on myself? Can I start taking some vitamins and supplements? Can How do I become healthier just as a physical being, right? And so for me, a lot, a lot of time is, is, is I, I like to also think a lot, you know, maybe a little bit too much and maybe that's some, it's my blessing and my curse. Um, but hiking has always been one of the things for me, physical activity in some way, shape or form grounding back into mother nature. Now people can use that by, you know, my recommendation, maybe you, you don't live by mountains or, or it's cold out in your climate or wherever, but you go for Meditate, take a step in, go for a walk around the block, allow yourself to do whatever it is that puts you into a space where you can just pull yourself into being in the moment or an environment or, or centered because it's in that centeredness that you start to realize that you're okay in your whole, and that circumstances aren't defiance of you. And, And then you say, okay, what's next? And then you start making those steps. And then one of the, the those little things is like, okay, I do do that chunking down thing. This isn't really that hard. This isn't really, what is, what really is needed here? What do I really have to do? What do I really, really have to do? And then yeah. it doesn't seem like to somebody, it might be like, you know, so many people come into the Sherman Oaks, like, oh my God, this remodel happened so fast and I can't believe you're open. And like, when did this place pop up? And it's like, but it wasn't that complicated, you know. Like somebody can say, "Like that's complicated." You open this center and you did all these renovations and you, did, you know, it's filled and there's new employees and all this stuff. But what it was, it really hiring a couple contractors, ordering a couple things on a computer and having them delivered, unpacking and putting some price tag. I mean, like literally, like when you think about it, it's it's it's, it's, it's one
1: thing at a time one thing at a time. It's so interesting too, because before we hopped on this zoom meeting for the podcast, you were like, everything's going so great. Like things are just working out. And, and so like, this is a point, um, of that, even if you do have a, like, um, some challenging times or something you would consider a failure, right? How much did, did we all learn from opening liberate Hollywood and how much did we grow and how much of that is still honestly like that, um, the energy of who we are and what we do has that that grew and blossomed so much in that store. And so even though the physical building is closed and you, you know, open, it's like what may have seemed like a loss obviously was not, it was just one step on the way to this kind of greater dream that you have of having, um, liberation Inc, which is to help people all over the world. Right. And so, um, yeah well, actually it's kind of like that tosha silver episode you did where she's like good bad i don't know right because it might seem it was brief and 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 lost when that when you lost that shop but now you have this beautiful new shop in sherman oaks which everybody should come visit if you're local um and things are are suddenly going so smoothly like because not come with like compared yeah. to you and, and
0: know. It's, not, it's not that they're going necessarily so smoothly, but that one of the things, you know, one of my lessons was, are things really that bad, right? You know, or is it your perception of how something is? And it's how you react and respond that creates the outcome. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, even in this place, you know, it's it's just like, okay, we can spin in the drama and, or we can just say, what's the solution? Yeah. And You know, I mean, I had starting out, I mean, I'll just say like the first contractor that came into the Sherman Oaks location, he threw out his back that I couldn't use him. The electrician that showed up on the job, cut his finger almost off and couldn't use him. Um, you know, the, the plumber had disappeared and was gone for a month because he had a family emergency that he didn't communicate after I gave him a deposit. Like it's not that things didn't happen, you know, things are, things are happening, you know, like, um. There was, you know, even just yesterday, I had all my bank accounts frozen for something that shouldn't have been, and I, and you know, all all of my bank accounts just got frozen, like you know, and I could be like, God. Ah! you know, like or let me call the bank, let me call the things, let's see what the the incident is. Okay, this paperwork didn't get filed correctly, like you know, like it's just okay. It wasn't that big of a deal. It's like I can stress out about it, or I can say. How do I hire another electrician? Who else yeah. can do this plumbing work for me? What else? How does the show go on? And I think like the people that are in like drama, like live performances, you figure it out. You say, how yep. does this show the go show on? Must go on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this doesn't work. Uh. This mic broke. The situation happened. This person didn't show up. This person's puking in the back. Okay, this, but you know, you figure it out, and. You don't it's frequently like this. Yeah, you don't have time to dwell <laughs> on the problem. You just go, and I think that like yeah. if if more people did that, I wish more people. You know, even like people that like serve tables or bartended. Path, like you always have to constantly think on your feet, and you can't dwell on something. You have to find the solution, right? And you have to find it rapidly. And if you treated that like life, because I think it's the dwelling in our minds that suddenly create all this misery. And like, when you chunk down the problem, it's really, what is it? A call? Uh, Okay. It's this, I I can, there's nothing I can do about it other than do these steps. So, okay. So people can't cash their checks until tomorrow. I'm sorry. You know, like it's, I mean, why get stressed out about it? (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. That's a really powerful. That's um, really powerful reminder because I'm like oh, everything's like everything is going well at Sherman Oaks, but yes, this is just the daily um, things happen, and you just kind of keep going. And so to not expect that everything will be perfect. And one of the things I wanted to to just touch on, which I find in the spiritual community, people are all often talking about things being meant to be. And they're looking for signs. And so sometimes they think that if if like things go badly, um or there's a mistake or an obstacle that something isn't meant to be, and they will shut things down, um or they'll use that as an excuse. I love that you're laughing at this right now because it like couldn't be like more opposite of the truth, right? And so I <gasps> can do i am guilty of this constantly. Like I have to because it's like becomes we're meaning making machines. we're always trying to like make meaning out of everything that happens. And it's like, sometimes we don't know why things happen. But if you look back at all these different success stories of like famous people and like, or, or everything like so much stuff went wrong and they just kept going. Right. And so I love this as a reminder, you're like the electrician almost cut his finger off. And like, I mean, it's been terrible. Right. And so you weren't know, you you know, you you like, Oh, this means maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I should never have opened this new, like, no, you never once said that to yourself. And and that's what, you know, we're our meaning making machines.
0: Like that's where we decide what's meant to be or not meant to be. (laughs) And I wish wish people would stop giving that power. That's the biggest thing that I see in in the spiritual community or like with people that are really like faith driven is that um, they want to hold on to like something is like completely destined and their cards. And yeah, there might be some form of destinies that are, are, are are meant to, you know, happen. But by doing that to that extreme, you're taking back your, you're taking away all of your control and you're putting yourself in the backseat along for the ride in your life. And I mean, really think about that. Do you want to ride in the back seat? I mean, I know like Uber's great, and you know you can just sit back there and enjoy and do other things, and you know you you'll get to your destination. But why you know, like you get to decide what you make that mean and where you're going in your life and where are your goals and what do you want to achieve? and you know how do you pivot? And it's not the universe necess-
1: works through us,
0: yeah. yeah. And and when we yeah. and when we yes we can have things that we really want to accomplish, but remember the things that we really want to accomplish are for some kind of feeling or reward internally. And so this is for our happiness. This is because we want to live a filled life. This is because we want to make a contribution onto others. This is because we want joy and laughter, or we want you know whatever. But if we stop it being the exact thing and we make it about what that impact is on us or what impact we're trying to make you can allow yourself to detach a little bit to navigate with the flow because things are going to happen right and you say okay well i'm still going north but does north need to end up in this city or can it be that city or can it be that city right and that's if I don't know if I, I think that if more people saw that, they'd be less this.
1: It's a co creation process, it sounds like what you're saying, because you're like not just giving your power over to destiny, you're recognizing that whatever life is, is we're a part of that, right? It's woven through us, and so we're taking our power to drive the car, however, also. Recognizing if there's any sort of trouble, you can also like allow yourself to just move, move life and and a little bit the the process that somehow some something outside or bigger than yourself maybe might be able to carry you through certain things. Or there's a certain wisdom on the other side of that that you might be able to see later that you can't see now. So it's like a dance, you know. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, but when yeah. people just exactly. be like, oh yeah, no that. That that didn't work out, so that meant that that you know this person or this situation, you know, like I don't know, like there's there's so much of that that it's it's almost toxic. That that it can well. really be, and there's no accountability for where you stood in those those in responsibility, and you know, like maybe yeah, maybe it wasn't meant to be, and that's great to say that, but maybe what you went through, if you stop, stop saying, maybe it just wasn't meant to be, you can say, what was I supposed to learn from this? Or what can I, if you take away the supposed to, if you take away the have to suppose, what can I learn from this? What yeah. did I learn? Even a yeah, lot what, of the time what, you what do. Yeah, st- what did I? Yeah. What can I, what am I, mm-hmm. whatever that is. And then, you tap back into you and say, "Well, what do I want next?"
1: You know. We should do a worksheet, like a PDF, a dev- this. You can. I'm so type A. Christine is like, "Share." I'm like, "How do I make this into?" text I that. <laughs> maybe we'll do maybe we'll do a simple um worksheet with some of the key points on this that i'll link below the episode to make downloadable for people in case they want to condense some of the reminders from this uh, like um just some of the like nuggets of wisdom that christina has dropped throughout the episode but yeah what can i learn from this and you can literally write it down yeah, um, if you if if you're but but not to make that a thing that people have to do. Nobody has to do that. It's just if you're like a type A personality type, sometimes it helps you to feel like you're doing something and you're like, I could I could journal this answer right now.
0: Yeah, well, it, it, it. you know,
1: Repetition
0: yeah. is the mother of <laughs> skill, right? You know, repetition is, you know, or you started out asking me questions about how I got like this and then a course of a course of events and experience and constant training, you know, of and again doesn't mean I'm not working through other things in other ways. And it doesn't mean that there's more to this that I can learn and grow, you know. It's just my mindset for anything that happens is all right, how do I figure this out? How do I figure this out? Like I don't even see that it can't be figured out, you know, and and solution that's mindset. That, but that that's training over time. And it's so conditioned in me of like I'm I learn from everything that I go through in life. So my mind first and foremost acts asks the the question, what am I learning from this? What did I learn from this? How can I learn? Like it is the process. It's it's my mind just works like that. It's just how some people wake up and they have a certain routine or they cannot, can't do certain things. You know, like we have to teach ourselves the way we want our brains to operate and focus on the average person has 65,000 thoughts a day and they're almost identical from the day before. Okay. So what are you thinking is going to be what you're seeing, feeling and, and exhibiting in your life. So if you start there, exercises like Rebecca saying is perfect. Like write it down shit. How, how can you shift that shit? You know?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to make a chunking down PDF and I'll be asking, I'll be pestering you later for your help with that (laughs) for people to have a down to download. Um, but that is amazing. And it is powerful because we do, um, you know, get overwhelmed with thinking we have to do it all at once, or at least I do. So I know I'm not the only one that does that. If I feel like I can't do it quickly or can't do it all at once, I will not start. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's like a super valuable piece of information for me. Um, Yeah. And just, just remembering that it doesn't have to be perfect to be meant to be, right? And that to be able to just allow yourself to have that experience of living it, which is the whole point and uh, and and also not being i think in the beginning the first one of the first things you said was not being so attached to the outcome which i am <laughs> and i think a lot of people are but also to the way to detach from that is like we just went through a piece of the conversation where we allowed ourselves to remember how much value came from things not going the way that we wanted them to go like all these different surprises right so like liberate hollywood unfortunately like being a loss and now sherman oaks coming up and it's like this beautiful new center it just as one example right so it's like when hollywood was ending it might have felt like the end of the world but now it's like a chance to kind of start over start fresh and like actually improve upon what we had before right and it's not to negate any of those. Losses or any of that grief, but there can really be um, like things going wrong or obstacles doesn't have to mean that it can't work out, you know, or that you're not headed somewhere better than what you can even currently see at that point in time. So that's like super. That's super big for me because, um, like, I need that reminder tattooed on my forehead or something. <laughs> Probably me. And we all do other it, people, but yeah, don't know. we Thank do get you. caught up.
0: We're we're emotional. Uh, creatures that, you know, fear rejection, and we want acceptance. And we are aiming for love, joy, and happiness. And oftentimes, when things don't work out, uh, we're filled with pain, we're filled with letdown, we're filled with remorse. And in that space of of feeling that we say we don't ever want to feel that again. And then over the years, we become less and less courageous, less and less You know, we lean to take chances because those wounds, we don't want to, we don't want to reopen that. Mm -hmm. But if we can look at them and not have them be wounds and like, you know, and and be like, that was a beautiful experience that I learned this this and this and this and that. It was a great chapter of my life, you know. If 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 like like you given the liberate Hollywood example, if I kept on saying, oh, you know, it wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to be, I guess it was like we had all those roadblocks because it wasn't meant to be, the universe finally shut it down, and um that's it. I'm I'm meant to do something completely different, right? And that could have been right too, and I could have went off and did something completely different. But also what happens, and people do this with relationships, they do this with Career stuff they do this with business you know okay then you say you automatically say if this isn't meant to be there's a part of your brain that says well then that didn't that wasn't important that wasn't valuable that wasn't you know it's almost like you close the memories of that chapter of your life right yeah and and it's like i mean relationships with people if they haven't had businesses it's like just because you dated somebody and it didn't work out or you're married to somebody and it didn't work out. Does it negate the six years, 10 years, 12 years, six months, whatever it was that you were with them, all the memories, all the experiences, all the, all the shared moments, all of the, you know, loving energy, all of the things that came as a result of that, like, Lots of things, you move on. It doesn't mean that it was bad that it didn't end. You moves on. You move on to do something more, right? And when you think about it from that mindset, like if you lose your job, maybe you're, you're, you're learning new skills, you're doing something more, you're expanding your Rolodex, you're moving to a different city, you're shifting your life, you're moving to a different part of town. It's an opportunity
1: for growth. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that those were powerful times. Yeah. Powerful times. Whatever they happened know, they were in your life. You yeah. know? Like Liberate yeah. Hollywood, like, yeah, it had its
0: pit bumps, but we learned, we grew, we cried, we it laughed. Was magical. We, like it, it it but it was also like I don't know, if you look at life like school. Right? Look at life like school. You don't you know like Every everything is like different courses, different things that you can learn and grow from.
1: But but you don't get any of the books in advance usually.
0: <laughs> you don't get the books in advance. You also know when it's school that you're meant to move on from certain classes and from certain yeah. grade levels. You're not meant to stay in the same, you're not meant to stay in twelfth grade your whole life. You're not meant to, you know, just live as or be a sophomore yeah. in college forever. Like you're not you're, you're supposed to move to the next classes. You're supposed to move yeah. to the next thing.
1: And what will often happen is when you get too comfortable or you get really complacent, if you're not making moves, the universe will do something that like boots you out of your comfort zone. That's what yeah. I find. I mean, who knows really? Like I don't have the mystery to the universe, I'll figure it out. So who knows why, but this is just something that I've experienced a lot. And I think most people have is that you become uncomfortable or like the rug will get yanked out from underneath your feet because it's time to expand again and it's time to grow and you weren't doing it. So here and, goes and life to the, <laughs> in, boot your think, butt to the next
0: class. And I think that that's something that when people are really honest with their self, they see the change coming way before the change comes. And it feels like the rug got pulled from underneath their, their self, but really, they're questioning it. They're wondering about it. They were, you know, making, you know, like, I don't think it just happens, you know, most of the time. I mean, there are some things that just like hit you with shock. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen too. But like, I don't know. Like, if let's say you get let go from your job, where were you the few months beforehand? Were you kind of questioning whether you wanted to still be there? Were you thinking about what else you could be doing? Were you, whatever the case may be, when a relationship ends, were you already questioning whether you really wanted to still be in it or you could see a future with the person or this or that, you know, and then they break up with you and you're you're surprised, you're shocked, you're hurt. Or like, it, it, or you know what I'm saying? It's like, you get fired from a job and you're like, how could this happen? How could they do this to me? I was there for 12 years. Meanwhile, you've been thinking and talking to your friends after work and even your colleagues about how you really need to move forward and get a different job. It's like, yeah, it is it, 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 like, really, you know, like you have something hit you in the finance thing and you've been an ostrich and had your head in the freaking sand. And then you wonder like, how could this happen? And I'm financially fucked and yada, yada, yada. It's like, Really? Like, I, I mean, are and you everyone, really surprised? <laughs> everyone
1: has that one area of their life, too, where they ostrich so hard, right? Like, that's what I would say. Like, there's, you know, a certain area of my yeah, life where I, I mean, ostrich really, really hard. Like, even the healers, even, like, even people, like, practitioners, be you, like, we're here to, like, we might have figured certain things out and be able to help people with certain things, but there'll always be some area where we're still, like, you know, um, where we still have our work cut out for us personally. Right. So it's interesting. It
0: it just, it it gets me like people will be like, they negated their health for like years and, you know, eat bad food not exercise or take care of themselves. And then they're freaking shocked that they got diagnosed with something like a condition or an ailment. And it's like, you're shocked. Like I'm just, I'm like, I don't think anybody's really shocked when you really allow yourself to say it, you know, like you, 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 the writing most of the time, you know, again, there's a few things that just are completely, you know, crazy things that just happen in people's lives so people get in car accidents things happen yeah uh, yeah Unfold. I'm not saying that and I have compassion for those experiences and I'm not and I'm not even saying I don't have compassion for the people that go through these shifts and stuff like that but the more we realize that oftentimes we're already the co-creator in creating these experiences to unfold um we realize that it's not A shock. It's not, you know, like we, and then when we see that we co-created it and that we played a role in it, well, then I don't see that as a, I see that as an empowering stance. Because if you know you co-created something or you had your role in it, you know, you can have your role in shifting it.
1: Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of the time we need to remember as well, because sometimes we, we you know, have a tendency, some of us, many of us, to like to be the victims, right? The universe did this to me, and this life did this, or this person did this, or whatever it is. Sometimes, like, for me, and especially spiritual people, often you think it's the universe or God that does it to you, right? It, um, so, yeah, just having that perspective of, like, no, I'm not, um, without any power, I'm not powerless here. Um, and the actions that I took either consciously or unconsciously in the past contributed to like, you know, the state of my life. Right. And so that I also have the power to make certain changes, even if I, you know, no matter what your beliefs are too, because even if you do believe in destiny to a certain extent or, You know, we all do have the the power to make decisions from moment to moment, right? So, you know, yeah, we have the power to choose what we make something mean,
0: and that's, you know, like let's say, I don't know, if you're if you're if if people want to fall into the destiny thing and they're destined to. You know, end up in this position in life, or end up in this career, end up in a meeting this particular person, or end up dying on a certain day, right? You know, like that course between that and what thoughts go on in your head, and how you spend each and every day, and what you choose to learn and take away, and how you grow internally—that's on you. And you know, if you're gonna get there, anyways. Did you enjoy it or did you not enjoy it? Did you learn along the process and take it all in? Or were you just so anxious to get there that you don't even remember what happened over the
1: last course of your life that you just end up at the destination, you know? Um, yeah. And that, and that perspective too of like um, worrying all the time or always being in fear doesn't actually protect you. Like like our nervous system does that to us to protect us on some level, but That's one of the things that I've said to myself over the last bunch of years. Um, Like one of those little reminders that I'll give myself is that, oh, freaking out right now is actually not protecting me from anything, especially usually it'll be I'm worried about something I have no control over, truly. Right. Um, So like worrying about it literally is doing absolutely zero to protect me. And all it's doing is causing me problems. And so, if I can just remember that as well, um, I can shift back into a state of um, yeah. responsibility and power and 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 possibility as well, right? Um,
0: yeah. Plus, worrying—it's like a lack of trust again. I mean, I see it is keep on saying mm-hmm. a lack of trust, mm-hmm. lack of trust, but like we don't know that, and so we can worry about what might be wrong or we can be excited about what could be right right yes what what leaves us in a different state is, it's a perspective and at the end of the day either way we're going to be wrong like because it's never going to happen how we imagine it in our little storybook of our mind you know it like, never is it never is i i mean come on talk mm-hmm. to anybody that's like a wedding planner event planner or anything like that It never goes the way that they planned it. And they might have planned out every detail for months or years.
1: And it's still not going to happen like that. But sometimes it goes better. If you well, just also chill, though, right? And out. you allow, like, it can go better if you're not, like, gripping the reins of, like, shaking hands, trying to, like, you know, control, right? So it's having that balance of, like, just putting forth the best you can and then, and then, like, rolling with the weather, rolling with the punches. Being fluid in life and going along. Christina, y- sorry, going along for the ride. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. What else? Like, is there anything that, that, you think is important um, that w- you didn't get a chance to to share just around this topic of how to take these steps when it's toward your dreams, even when it's hard.
0: Actually, what you just I'm said good. is one of the biggest things
1: um, that
0: I try to live with. Don't always do it right or perfect. We're all learning, but going with the flow. It's this cliche saying people talk about it, they throw it out, but do people actually take it in? And what that really means. And it's like, why is it so, such a used saying? Just go with the flow. Well, when we allow ourselves to, another way to look at it is dance with life. If you need to be the one that's in control and you need to be the person that leads all the time and forces the outcome, you're probably not going to be happy if it doesn't go exactly the way that you want and you know think about two people dancing as a metaphor that was given to me actually in ayahuasca one time but if two people are dancing and let's say they're do- doing the celsa because that wasn't my vision um but they if one's leading and one's following they're in the flow everything's great everything's beautiful it's beautiful to watch too but the moment one person doesn't want to follow anymore and prefers to lead and that other person doesn't want to follow it becomes awkward, it becomes this, it becomes difficult, their their energy drains, and it's, it's not fun to watch, you know, and if like God is an essence or an energy or the universe or even yourself in your life, like, like one, that's not, that's not fun to experience, but that then also you as a person, if you were the one of those dancers, suddenly you were just having the time of your life. And then now you want to get off the
1: dance floor. You're in a struggle, basically. A struggle. Yeah.
0: And I think yeah. that what happens most of the time with people is that we create our own misery. And instead of going with the flow or dancing with life and being okay, that we don't know how things are ever going to turn out And the more that we can just maneuver and say, well, this is what happened. Let's just move with it. We're going to be in a better state of mind. And it doesn't mean that you can't then maneuver with it and then take back control. Right. But if you're forcing it and say, it's like water in a dam, it just builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up, you know, but it's like the river just flows and the more that it just, and and it doesn't, the water so soft, so fluid, so flexible actually has the way to carve away the stone.
1: Yeah, it can put out fires too. Mm -hmm. And it can rain down through um, air. And yeah, it's amazing. Flexibility (laughs) is a superpower. So I think that balance, of course. (laughs) But yes, I mean,
0: you don't want to be just so like, "Eh, whatever, whatever, because boundaries are good, but you're in the dance, you're in the dance, too. You're not just along for the ride. And, you know, so there is that balance because
1: Mm -hmm. this is
0: your life. I don't know. I think that's a good place to stop. You know, it's got a lot. I think so
1: too. That's, that's huge. Um, I love that you use the water because I was thinking that too. So, so this is a lot you guys, I mean, whoever's listening, we did go through a lot. Um, but there, there always is a lot, there's a lot to share and a lot that's been experienced over time. And, um, I hope that whatever your dream is, um, you can take a moment to remember that and begin to open to possibility around it. Asking yourself, um, if not now, when, yeah. And, um, and, and why, why not now? And if not now, when, and, um, And also, yeah, we'll put some I'm going to have a PDF that will be downloadable with a few like um, summaries of some of the most powerful points that Christina made, as well as just a little bit of a guide for the chunking down process as well, because that's like such a key um, tool that she says that she's been using. So thank you, Christina, so much for walking us through like some of what is in the inner corridors of your mind um, as someone who swings the bat and someone who makes magic, you know? Um, the one that thank might be a little so bit of crazy, but I think we all are, and- We
0: all you know, know. We're all just creating the That's story. That's the best way to be. Yeah, Have everybody remember, like, this is your story. This is your life, your dreams, your visions, what you want to go and experience, they're important to you, so start prioritizing them. Because someday might not 30- happen. And think 30, about I mean, days. say it in 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 the depressive ways, but yeah, the thirty thousand days, like but fifteen thousand already away for most of you, at least. So you're done fifteen if not less. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. But we have more resources and more wisdom now than we did at the beginning. So no, yeah, but I mean so.
0: most of it, you know, like if you knew yeah. you couldn't fail, what would you do? Because you can't fail. You can't fail at experience. You can't fail at playing a game. The whole purpose of it is you're playing a game. Just make the game your life.
1: I love that. I love that. Make the game your life. All right. Make your life the game. Well, thanks, Christina. So, um, and... I know you have limited appointments because you are so busy, but if people do want to work with Christina, she does have appointments here and there um, for one-on-one hypnotherapy um, and NLP. And she does have a meditation still every Friday, I think at 10 a.m. Pacific, is it? It's free, right? By donation. It's only one to two Fridays a month. So check the calendar to make sure. Yeah.
0: Um, And, but that will be in person and remote. So, you know, no matter what you're ah, listening yeah. to, you'll be able to tap in and do that at least. Well, you know, sometimes it might only be remote if I'm ah, uh, but for, for now it's in person and remote.
1: Okay. And that's a hypnosis for abundance. So she is working with the subconscious mind and, um, Yeah. And financial. Let's make it
0: rain. Let's make you rich. Let's remove those like, like ideas that say money's evil or rich people are bad or whatever is preventing you from having abundance because abundance and prosperity are tickets to experiencing, helping, achieving and, you know, playing. Mm hmm.
1: All right. Well, everybody have a beautiful day. Um, check out our website, liberateyourself.com. Follow us on all the social media and um, let us know, like have drop your questions, uh, leave us reviews, all of, I'm trying to think of all the things I'm supposed to say, um, but definitely connect with us. We'd love to be connected with you. So big love and dream big, happy dreaming, everybody. And um, we'll see you on the flip side.
0: Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this conversation, like it, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you want some more amazing resources on your path of liberation, head over to liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, at Liberate Hollywood. All one word or Liberate Emporium. All one word. Until next time, liberate yourself. A reading is uh, shared time and space with someone who is spiritually connected.
1: An opportunity to get clarity and reassurance, um, guidance on any area of your life that you may feel stuck or not in flow with. So readings are basically um, extremely helpful for you to make decisions that needed to be made. For having clarity on life's questions, healing. Um, empowerment to move someone
0: from fear to being empowered. When you're feeling stuck, when you can't answer the question yourself, when you find yourself in a little bit of a spin-out.
1: I don't think there's anything that a reading is not good for. You know, the perfect time for a reading can be anytime we are constantly changing so we are constantly
0: coming up against obstacles or reoccurring patterns that we need to check
1: in with when things just feel really heavy and dark and you might be a little confused about some of the things on your on your path maybe certain relationships or
0: opportunities so we all have blind spots so when you find yourself in a blind spot that's a really good time to get a reading So, readings are good to check in to find out where your progress is
1: through the eyes of someone else who's holding you in the highest good for all concerned.
0: Change is always good ultimately, and sometimes it's hard to see that, and readings bring you back to that center of what it's for for you.